Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. Beware the Redwood Bureau, a secret organization which captures and researches creatures and objects that defy explanation. Their reckless procedures have led to countless innocent lives lost. I am Agent Conroy. I worked for the Redwood Bureau, but I have escaped them to leak their reports to the unsuspecting public. You have the right to know. fine line between curiosity and folly, between exploration and exploitation. In humanity's pursuit of knowledge, we've stumbled upon enigmas that defy explanation, phenomena that challenge our understanding. But not all discoveries lead to enlightenment. Some unravel disasters, consequences unforeseen, and tragedies untold. In 1964, a geological expedition in Siberia unearthed a strain of ancient bacteria sealed away for over a millennium. The subsequent containment failure led to an outbreak. Hundreds of square miles were quarantined, countless lives were lost, and the details remain shrouded in secrecy, classified, and covered up to this day. 
1972, a team of archaeologists discovered a hidden chamber beneath the Egyptian desert. What they found inside was never disclosed, and the team members vanished one by one, leaving behind only cryptic journal entries. A story that shares an eerie resemblance to the case at hand. In 1987, a deep-sea exploration team located an anomalous structure off the coast of Bermuda. The investigation that followed resulted in the loss of an entire research vessel. The crew's last transmission spoke of strange lights and an overwhelming sense of dread. Their fate remains unknown. In 1995, a meteorite fragment found in Antarctica revealed properties unlike any earthly material. Scientists who came into contact with it experienced visions, nightmares, and a slow descent into madness. The fragment was sealed away, its location undisclosed. These are not mere accidents or unfortunate events. They are stark reminders that our reach can exceed our grasp. They are testament to the fact that some secrets are locked away for a reason, and that tampering with the unknown can lead to unimaginable consequences. Today's report, Redwood Bureau Phenomenon 1818, presents a discovery of staggering magnitude. A titan lying dormant beneath the earth, waiting on an unknown awakening trigger. It is a creature that defies classification, a relic of another universe. Its existence is a puzzle, its purpose here a mystery. The Redwood Bureau, relentless in its pursuit of power, sees an opportunity in this discovery. They see a means to an end, a path of dominance. But their actions, their meddling with the unknown, will inevitably have consequences far beyond their control. I've obtained details of the events surrounding this finding, from the very first discovery by archaeologists to the Bureau's attempts to understand, manipulate, and exploit this ancient being. This is an example of ill-conceived ambition, hubris, and a dangerous game played with forces we may never fully comprehend. Let this report serve as a warning, a lesson in humility. For in our quest to conquer the unknown, we may unleash something that cannot be contained. Something that may something very well may conquer, us. conquer us. Sit down, Doctor. I have a lot to do and not enough time. If you cooperate, this will go much easier for you. How did you find it? What were you looking for? Find it? We were studying an ancient civilization, learning about our history, not hunting for your whatever that thing is. You have no right to keep us here. Don't play games with me. That thing is of great interest to the Bureau. We have every right to do as we please. You stumbled upon something you shouldn't have, and now you're going to tell me everything. I don't know what you want. We were following a lead on some ancient artifacts we never expected to find. That. I understand this must be overwhelming, Doctor. But you have to understand, the Bureau's interest in this matter is for the greater good. This is bigger than you. Tell me how you found it, and I'll try to ensure your team's safety. All right. But first, you must promise that my team and I will be released. I can't promise you that. But I can promise that if you all cooperate, we won't have to hurt you. 
Start from the beginning. Our expedition had been months in the making, each day filled with meticulous planning, analysis of ancient texts, and the eager anticipation of unearthing secrets buried by time. The ruins we were seeking lay shrouded in mystery, hidden beneath a rugged landscape untouched by modern civilization. As the lead archaeologist, I have assembled a team of seasoned experts, enthusiastic students, and skilled local guides, all united by a common goal, the thrill of discovery. The morning we set out was filled with a mixture of excitement and uncertainty. The air was thick with the anticipation of adventure as we loaded our gear, checked our instruments, and shared knowing glances. We were about to embark on a journey into the unknown, guided by cryptic inscriptions and the whispers of a civilization long forgotten. The trek to the site was as arduous as it was enlightening. We wound our way through dense jungles, where the foliage seemed to reach out and pull us into a world frozen in time. Rivers roared in defiance as we crossed on makeshift bridges, their waters surely hiding as many secrets as dangers. Mountain paths twisted and turned, each bend offering a new challenge, a new obstacle to overcome. As the days turned into weeks, the landscape around us began to change. The jungles gave way to rocky terrain, the rivers became trickling streams, and the mountains stood as silent sentinels, guarding the treasures we believed to be below. Our nights were filled with the sounds of the wilderness and the soft cracking glow of our campfires, where we would gather to discuss our findings, share our theories, and dream of what lay ahead. The closer we came to our destination, the more palpable the sense of anticipation became. We were on the brink of something monumental, a discovery that could redefine our understanding of history and humanity's place within it. Each step took us deeper into a realm that seemed to exist outside the boundaries of time, a place where the past whispered to us through the wind and the earth itself beckoned us closer. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, we reached the site. The ruins lay before us, a testament to a world that once was, and the gateway to the remnants of a world that awaited our exploration. The excitement in the air was electric, the promise of discovery a siren's call that drew us forward. Our first days at the site were a whirlwind of activity. With shovels, brushes, and instruments in hand, we began to peel back the layers of sand and stone, revealing all that was left of a once thriving civilization. Buildings, ornate carvings, and artifacts emerged from their centuries-long slumber each piece telling a fragment of a story that begged to be told. As the lead archaeologist, I found myself both exhilarated and humbled by the magnitude of what we were uncovering. The architecture was unlike anything I had encountered before, marked by intricate designs and symbols that defied interpretation. Each day brought new discoveries, and each discovery led to more questions. It was during the excavation of what appeared to be a ceremonial chamber that we stumbled upon our first major clue. Hidden beneath the floor, we found a passage leading to a network of hidden caverns. 
The air within was cool and damp, filled with the scent of untouched earth and the echoes of a time long past. With torches illuminating our path, we ventured into the dark recesses of the underground. The cave complex was a maze of twisting and turning pathways, lined with strange rock formations and walls covered in unknown symbols. It seemed as if the markings were telling some sort of story, perhaps a warning. We followed the path, guided by a growing sense of intrigue and the belief that we were on the brink of discovering something extraordinary. As we ventured further, we came across a room that held a cryptic map etched into the stone. This was our greatest find yet. The discovery of the cryptic map was a defining moment in our expedition. As I studied the intricate etchings on the stone, I felt a connection to the minds that had crafted it, a bridge that spanned the chasm of time. The symbols and inscriptions were a puzzle, a code that had been waiting for centuries to be deciphered. With careful analysis and collaboration with my colleagues, we began to unravel the meaning of the map. It depicted a complex network of tunnels, each leading to a central chamber that held a guardian in eternal slumber. The words were poetic, filled with reverence and awe, speaking of a power that lay dormant, waiting to be awakened. The more we translated, the more we realized the significance of our discovery. This was not just a map. It was a key, a guide to something profound and mysterious. The guardian, the chamber, the knowledge, all of it pointed to a secret that had been buried by the sands of time. With the map as our guide, we embarked on the next phase of our journey beneath. The tunnels became narrow and winding, filled with twists and turns that challenged our resolve. The air grew heavy, laden with the weight of history and the whispers of a world that had once thrived in the shadows. Our path was illuminated by our torches, casting flickering shadows that danced on the walls and seemed to breathe new life into the stone. The silence was broken only by the sound of our footsteps and the distant echoes of water, a hidden river that flowed through the heart of the earth. As we ventured deeper still, we came across chambers filled with artifacts and inscriptions, remnants of civilization that had harnessed the power of the earth and the stars. Each room was a piece of a puzzle, a clue that brought us closer to the truth. The journey was both exhilarating and humbling, a testament to the ingenuity and wisdom of those who had come before us. We were walking a path that had been laid out by minds that had seen the world through different eyes, guided by knowledge that had been lost to the ages. The closer we came to the central chamber, the more palpable the sense of anticipation became. Finally, after days of meticulous navigation, we reached the gateway to the chamber. The door was adorned with symbols that echoed the map, a final riddle that we had to unlock. We had arrived at the heart of the mystery, standing on the threshold of a world that awaited our exploration. What lay beyond surely a forgotten relic? The chamber was within our grasp, the secrets within demanding to be revealed. When we finally pushed open the ancient gateway, 
A chill ran through us as a mysterious smell invaded our nostrils. It was a scent that could not be placed, both familiar yet also strangely alien. Our torches' light spread into the chamber, unveiling a sight that struck us dumb with awe and terror. The chamber was colossal, its walls adorned with symbols and imagery that told a story of cosmic importance. But it was the titan at the center that seized our attention and refused to let go. Lying dormant, the creature was nothing of this earth. Its form was a fusion of the recognizable and the utterly bizarre, a thing of nightmares and fascination. Its size was staggering, easily spanning three to five stories if it were to stand upright. Its skin was a ghastly tapestry of vitality and decay, akin to a mummy but pulsating with a life force that defied logic. The flesh was an ashen hue, streaked with colors that shifted and morphed, drawing the eye into a hypnotic dance. Its limbs were elongated, twisted in ways that suggested a physiology beyond our comprehension. The face, if it could be called that, was a visage of haunting beauty and grotesque abstraction. Eyes that were not eyes stared into the void, mouth agape in a silent scream, or perhaps a song of ages past. As we approached, the air around the titan seemed to hum, vibrating with an energy that resonated in our very souls. It was as if the creature was aware of our presence, its essence reaching out, probing, assessing. The sensation was overpowering, a mixture of dread and wonder as we realized that we were in the presence of a being that transcended our limited understanding, a creature from a period long before of humanity, a relic of a world that had once thrived in the shadows of existence. We moved cautiously, our scientific curiosity battling with a primal fear that gnawed at our minds. As the lead archaeologist, I knew that we had stumbled upon a discovery that defied all explanation. The Titan was a living paradox, a testament to a reality far beyond our grasp. The Titan before us was incomprehensible, its presence both a marvel and a terror, a thing of nightmares and fascination that had transcended time and space to reach into our very souls. Our minds were ablaze with questions our hearts pounding with a mixture of excitement and fear. We knew that we had stumbled upon something extraordinary, something that defied all explanation. What we were going to do with it, another question entirely. Yet, an instinctive caution held us back from touching the creature. Its very being radiated an unknown power, a force that seemed to pulse and beckon, yet warn us away. We gathered our team, our eyes wide with disbelief, and our voices trembling as we shared our discovery. We made our way back to base camp, our minds racing with the implications of what we had found. The decision was made to call in our discovery, to share it with the world and seek guidance from those with the expertise to understand it. But something was amiss. Our communications equipment which had functioned perfectly until that moment, was suddenly dead. No signal, no connection, 
nothing but an eerie silence that sent a chill down our spines. And then they arrived. Three highly sophisticated helicopters, their designs unlike anything we had ever seen, descended upon our camp. Redwood Bureau agents, cold and efficient, disembarked, taking us all by force, confiscating our equipment and personal effects. We were held at gunpoint, our protests and demands for explanation met with stony silence. We were prisoners in our own camp, our discovery now in the hands of your shadowy organization that seemed to know more about the Titan than we did. I found myself separated from my team, brought into this sterile room where you sit across from me, eyes piercing, manner unyielding. You interrogate me, and I know that this Titan has awakened more than just our curiosity. It has awakened forces that operate in the shadows, forces that seek to control and manipulate, forces that see the Titan not as a wonder to be studied and shared, but as a tool to be exploited. I realize now that our journey beneath was not just a path of discovery, but a path of danger. We had stumbled upon a secret that had been buried for a reason, a secret that likely threatens the very balance of power in the world. And now we are caught in the crosshairs of you who seek to control that power. Thank you, Doctor. Your information has been most valuable. Rest assured, we'll take it from here. What will you do with us? What is the Bureau planning? That's classified, Doctor. You've played your part, and the Redwood Bureau appreciates your service. Will you let us go now? We'll pretend like this never happened. I swear none of us will ever say a word. I'm afraid with a finding of this magnitude, that simply isn't possible, Doctor. Perhaps you can still be of value to the Bureau, but as far as the outside world is concerned, you're already dead. Subject. Analysis of RBP number 1818, designated the Forgotten Titan. Date, Rejected. Location, Redwood Bureau Containment Facility. Rejected. Personnel, Dr. Adrian Harrington, Chief Scientist, assisted by Research Team Alpha. Upon initial inspection of the containment chamber, the specimen, designated RBP number 1818, presented an extraordinary visual impact. Its height is approximately 20 meters. The complex anatomy is unlike any known biological entity. The fusion of organic and unidentifiable materials that made up its skin was both preserved and vital, suggesting a physiology that defies earthly biology. Upon closer examination, the limb structure appeared multifaceted, lacking traditional anatomical categorization. The facial features were indeterminate, further emphasizing the foreign nature of this specimen. Our primary goal was to understand the biological makeup of the Titan and explore potential applications, particularly the development of the God Mode Serum. This initiative is being pushed forth against my warnings after a thorough analysis of the specimen's blood. The extradition of blood samples revealed a composition that is 
let's say, anomalous, containing elements uncharted in the known periodic table. The complexity and unique properties of the blood prompted a detailed comparison with previous enhancement attempts, such as the Ritalin project. We discovered that the blood's unique composition contained certain proteins and enzymes that could potentially enhance human physical and cognitive function. The interaction between these biological components and human cells showed promising results in preliminary tests, leading to the belief that a refined version of the serum could grant temporary invulnerability and augmented strength to field agents. However, the extraction process was fraught with uncertainties. The dormant state of the Titan hinted at unknown dangers. Awakening or harming it could have catastrophic consequences, both for the facility and potentially on a global scale. Furthermore, potential risks and downsides associated with the God Mode Serum were identified. The unknown nature of the Titan's blood could lead to unforeseen side effects, such as temporary loss of control mental instability, or long-term psychological damage to agents using the serum. In conclusion, the discovery of RBP number 1818, the Forgotten Titan, represents a groundbreaking opportunity for the Redwood Bureau as well as a potential catastrophe. The development of the God Mode Serum could revolutionize the capabilities of our field agents. However, the complexity of the specimen and the potential dangers involved demand a methodical approach. Further research and development of the God Mode Serum are strongly recommended, with strict adherence to the Bureau's internal guidelines and risk assessment protocols. End of report. System online. Memory extraction protocol engaged. Organic sample identified. Insect hive queen omega. Commencing memory synthesis. Memory synthesis complete. Playback beginning. Hunger. Power. The hive. My children. My warriors. My creations. They move, they hunt, they feed for the hive, for me. Intruders, new scent, new vibrations, not food, not prey. Threat, curiosity, watch them, watch them carefully, understand them, learn them. They advance, they approach our home, our sanctuary, prepare. Summon the warriors. Lay the trap. The hive must survive. The hive must thrive. Inside now, the trap is set. My children, my warriors, ready to strike. Ready to protect, ready to devour. Something is different. Something is wrong. This one, a new power. Unnatural, unearthly. A challenge, a danger, battle, chaos, loss. My children, my warriors, falling, dying. The new force, the new power. Too strong, too fast, too fierce. Desperation, fear, rage, 
Must fight. Must protect. Must kill. Face the force. Face the power. A battle. A battle for the hive. A battle for survival. Pain. Defeat. Darkness. The end of the hive. The end of me. Memory playback complete. Data analysis engaged. Cataloging information. Process complete. System powering down. Warning. Signal interruption detected. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Agent Steele, I understand this has been a difficult mission. I assure you, your cooperation in this debriefing is vital to our understanding of the phenomenon and the effectiveness of the experimental God Mode Serum. Your insights will be an invaluable part of the development process. Invaluable? Is that what this is about? You pull me from the field fresh from a nightmare, and you want to talk about some damn serum. I realize this is difficult, Agent Steele, but the information you provide could save lives in the future. Imagine how many agents' lives would be saved if we perfected this formula. Please, tell me about the mission from the beginning. How did your team prepare? What led you to the decision to use the serum in your own words? Fine. But understand, Doctor, this isn't just some clinical experiment to me. Those were my men. My friends. And what happened down there? Let's just get this over with. Of course, Agent Steele. Take your time. Begin when you're ready. It started with the disappearances. Locals vanishing near the forest. Strange sightings. Signs of an infestation. The bureau caught wind. Sent us in. 
five of us geared up and ready. Standard sweep and clear. We were told about the God Mode Serum. They wanted me to field test it, but I considered it a last resort. But nothing, nothing could have prepared us for what happened in that hive. The entrance to the hive was hidden deep in the forest near a cliffside. From afar, it looked like just another cave. But as we got closer, the signs were all there. Strange markings on the trees, a foul metallic stench in the air that clung to your nostrils, and the silence. The eerie silence as if the forest itself was holding its breath. And your team, can you describe them? Of course. There was Jensen, the tech expert, always fiddling with his gadgets. Biggs, our demolition guy, always smiling, always ready with some dirty joke. Then there was Harper, the tracker, the one who found the entrance. And Watkins, our medic, the calm in the storm. Those were my brothers. We geared up with all of the -the state-of-the-art equipment available to us. Night vision goggles, specialized rifles with incendiary rounds, body armor, and communication devices. And of course, the God Mode Serum, but only I carried that. I wouldn't allow my men to take something I hadn't. And the hive itself? The hive. It was something out of a nightmare. The tunnels twisted and turned. The walls covered in some sort of organic material that pulsed and writhed. The deeper we went, the more the tunnel seemed to breathe, like the belly of some great beast. The smell got worse, rotting flesh mixed with something chemical. Fascinating. And the creatures? Did you encounter them early on? Oh, we encountered them all right. I've never seen anything like them in all my years with the Bureau. Imagine an insect, but bigger, much bigger. Their bodies were armored, covered in a chitinous exoskeleton that gleamed like obsidian. The way they moved was unnatural, skittering on too many legs, their mandibles clicking and snapping. Can you describe their behavior? They were intelligent, cunning even. They didn't just attack, they stalked us following our every move, watching from the shadows. There was a moment, deep in those tunnels, when I felt eyes on me. I turned and saw one of them, its compound eyes reflecting the dim light of my torch. It didn't move, it just watched, as if studying me, before I put a round through its revolting head. We encountered them in small groups at first, skirmishes that were over as quickly as they began. We were winning, or so we thought. Their bodies littered the floor, a grotesque trail of victory. But the deeper we went, the more I realized that they were leading us, hurting us. Hurting you? Towards what? Towards the queen, the heart of the hive. And then? Then, we reached the heart of the hive and that's when things went wrong. The chamber was so vast it felt like stepping into another world, and there at the center was the queen, a monstrosity, a perversion of nature. She was massive, dwarfing us, her body a twisted fusion of insect and something else, something alien. 
Her eyes were cold, calculating, and I swear, she was smiling. Incredible. No, not incredible. Fucked. We were in her domain and she made that clear. We were trapped, surrounded by her army and she was ready to strike. That's the moment I realized that we weren't hunting them. They had been hunting us. It started slowly. The distant rustling that grew louder. The sound of thousands of legs skittering on the stone floor. I ordered the team into formation. But it didn't matter. They were upon us. A living tide of horror. How did you fight them? We used everything we had. Gauss rifles, incendiary grenades, sonic disruptors. But there were so many. Too many. The air was filled with the stench of burning chitin. The screeching of the creatures. The screams of my team. I was going through ammunition faster than I could reload it. I emptied one magazine after another. Every creature that fell was replaced by two more. They were relentless. A never-ending swarm, like a living tide of hell. I remember Jensen, one of our youngest agents, being pulled down by them. He screamed, firing his weapon even as they tore him apart. I tried to reach him, but they were everywhere, biting, clawing, their mandibles dripping with venom sizzled on the ground. I ordered Biggs to use the seismic pulse emitter, a piece of experimental tech we brought along. It sent out a shockwave, stunning the closest creatures, giving us a momentary reprieve. But it wasn't enough. It kept coming, wave after wave. What about the queen? She watched, her eyes cold, unfeeling. She orchestrated the attack, commanding her swarm with an intelligence that was almost human. I could feel her gaze on me, taunting, challenging. We were being overrun, outnumbered, outmaneuvered. The realization hit me like a punch to the gut. This wasn't supposed to be a fight. It was a slaughter. That's when I made the decision, one last desperate gamble. The God Mode Serum was untested, likely dangerous, but I was out of options. I injected it into my neck, feeling the rush of power immediately. I felt the cool liquid surge through my veins and then an explosion of sensation. My body was on fire, my senses heightened to an unimaginable degree. Describe it further, the physical transformation. It was like, like waking up for the first time. My muscles swelled, my vision sharpened, every nerve ending alive with energy. I could hear the insects' wings, smell their foul odor, feel their movements in the ground. The power doctor. I was a whirlwind of destruction. My guns were extensions of my arms. Every round was a kill. Magazines emptied and reloaded as fast as mechanically possible. My movements a blur. As soon as my firearms were spent, I hurled them into the tide, claiming another kill before unsheathing my two knives. Somehow, I was even more deadly with these. My movements so fast the swarm seemed to be coming at me in slow motion. I could read their movements before they made them, even the faintest twitch of their chitinous bodies giving away their intent. 
It was almost like precognition, more instinctual, more primal. And your team, how did they react? They were amazed, at first, cheering me on as I cleaved destruction through the swarm, my knives claiming lives faster than they could throw themselves at me. But the serum twisted my perception. My team became enemies, threats to be neutralized. Their faces twisted in unison with the Hive Queen. They were her puppets, spreading those black soulless eyes of the swarm. I eviscerated them. I couldn't stop myself. Their faces, their screams, they were lost to me. I was a force of nature, relentless, unstoppable, and they were a threat. Take your time, Agent Steele. I killed them. My friends. My brothers in arms. I sliced them apart, believing them to be a part of the swarm. I was lost, consumed by the power and madness. The hive was littered with bodies, insect and human now, just a mix of dead parts. The queen was still to come, but the cost was already too high. We need to know everything, Agent Steele. The serum, its effects, the battle. It's crucial for our understanding. I know, Doctor. I know. But the memories. The guilt. It's a burden I'll carry to my grave. You don't understand. Agent Steele will learn from this and will honor their memory. I'll do whatever I can. Let's hope so. After, after my team was gone, it was just me, the queen, and what was left of her hive. She was massive, a grotesque embodiment of the hive, exuding spite and intelligence. Describe her, please. She was unlike anything I've ever seen. Jagged exoskeleton, dripping with venom, eyes like black holes. Her mandibles clicked and snapped, echoing off the walls and whipping the remaining hive into a frenzy. She moved with a grace that belied her size. She was a nightmare come to life. And the serum? How did it affect you during the fight? It was a double-edged sword, Doctor. It gave me the strength to fight her, but it clouded my mind, twisted my reality. I saw things. Hallucinations. Shadows of my fallen comrades. I fought through the pain, the confusion, driven by rage and grief. The Queen sensed my torment, played on it, taunted me with visions of my team, my failures. You did what you had to do, Agent Steele. Did I? I killed my team. Did I have to do that, Doctor? I became a monster. And for what? kill another monster? To test some drug? You saved lives. Stopped the infestation. That's what matters. We all know the risks. Yeah, maybe. But my brothers didn't know it would go down like that. We knew the risks, sure. We were fine with it. But this? We'll make it right, Agent Steele. We'll learn from this. We'll honor them. Even so, the scars... The screams and pleading of my brothers. They'll never leave me. I'll carry them to my grave. We'll carry them together, Agent Steele. This isn't what I wanted either. Anyway, 
queen. She was unlike anything I'd ever faced. The serum was coursing through my veins, heightening my senses, my strength, my speed. But she was relentless, intelligent, a true apex predator. She lunged at me, those massive mandibles snapping, aiming to crush me in an instant. I dodged, feeling a surge of power, an unprecedented agility. I struck back, cutting through her minions, making my way back to her. She used them to occupy me, to try and distract me while she struck the killing blow. It was a wasted effort on her part. I tore through them as easily as paper. How did she compare to your speed and strength? How did you fight her? With everything I had. Blades, grenades, fists. The serum allowed me to adapt, to change tactics on the fly. She was fast, but I was faster. She was strong, but I was stronger. We clashed in a brutal dance. I'd cut through her exoskeleton and she'd retaliate with a swipe of her claws, a lunge of her jaws. The ground shook and dust rained from the cave ceiling, threatening to come down on top of us, but I didn't care. The walls of the cavern were splattered with ichor and blood. She tried to overwhelm me with her swarm once more, giving herself a reprieve, but I cut through them, a whirlwind of destruction. She roared, a sound that reverberated through my very soul, and then came at me with renewed fury. What was the turning point? There was a moment, a brief pause in our battle, our eyes locked. It was as if she understood, recognized the monster in me. And that's when she attacked one last time. A desperate, all-out assault. I met her head on. We crashed together. My knives meeting her chitinous blade scythes. And repeated furious exchanges. She made a mistake. Swinging with desperation. I ducked. Driving my blade deep into her abdomen. Twisting. Tearing. She screeched a sound of pure agony and lashed out, catching me across the chest and throwing me back, one knife still lodged within her rapidly draining thorax. I landed on my feet, still sliding back from the force of the impact. The serum's effects were waning, the pain and slowness setting in. I pressed on, even more desperately now, driven by a primal need to end her. With a final brutal strike, I severed her head watching as her massive body collapsed, the life draining from her eyes. Incredible. I guess you could call it a victory. But it felt hollow. The cost was too high. The serum made me godlike, but it also made me a killer, destroying life without thought. Imagine if this happened in the town. How many would I have killed then? We'll learn from this, Agent Steel. We'll refine it. We'll make it better. I hope so, Doctor. For all our sakes. Thank you, Agent Steele. Your insights are invaluable. You're dismissed. Get some rest. We'll take it from here. Yeah. Sure. The God Mode Serum's field test with steel has yielded fascinating results. Increased strength, agility, reflexes, all well beyond human limits. 
The psychological effects, however, are concerning. Hallucinations, extreme aggression, a disconnect from reality. Comparing with other trials, Subject B-12 showed similar enhancements but suffered cardiac arrest. Subject C-7 experienced temporary blindness. The balance between power and control is delicate. We need to refine the formula, reduce the psychological impact, enhance stability. Perhaps a combination of inhibitors and neural stabilizers. The potential is enormous, but the risks... We're on the edge of something great, but we must tread carefully. We must be precise. We must be perfect. The line between scientific pursuit and ethical boundaries is one the Redwood Bureau seems to have lost sight of long ago. The discovery of the Titan, a being of immense power and mystery, has once again shown the lengths the Bureau is willing to go to in their relentless pursuit of control and dominance. The forgotten Titan, RBP-1818, is unlike anything encountered before. Its very existence challenges our understanding of life on Earth from its very inception. Ancient, alien, and dormant, it lies in wait, its purpose unknown, its power untapped. Similar entities have been encountered, like the Leviathan of the Mariana Trench or the colossal beings unearthed beneath the Andes, but none as complex or potentially devastating as this one. The development of the God Mode Serum, derived from the Titan's very essence, is a testament to the Bureau's ambition. During my tenure, I've seen similar attempts to harness the inexplicable, compounds that grant momentary glimpses into the future, substances that allow one to commune with shadows, and serums that enhance physical abilities, typically at a high cost, each one promising power, and each one leading to catastrophe. The Hive Incident, a brutal reminder of the ruthlessness of the unknown, further highlights the dangers of meddling with forces beyond our comprehension. A small town caught in the Bureau's game, lives lost, and a team of Bureau agents ripped to pieces due to the Bureau's meddling with unknown forces. The coordinated attacks of the insects, the seemingly intelligent queen, and the nightmarish hallucinations induced by the serum all paint a picture of a world teetering on the brink of chaos. The Bureau sees themselves as a beacon of order, but they are merely another instrument of catastrophe. The archaeologists who unearthed the Titan, brave souls driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, have paid the ultimate price for their discovery. Their names will be forgotten, their findings buried, their families left to mourn a loss wrapped in lies. Officially, they died in a cave-in, a tragic accident. Unofficially, they've been silenced by an organization that values secrecy and power over lives. The Redwood Bureau's actions are a dark mirror reflecting humanity's hubris, our desire to conquer, to control, to defy the natural order. In our quest for power, we risk losing our humanity, our compassion, our understanding of the delicate balance that holds our world together. Let this report be a reminder, a cautionary tale. For every pursuit, there is a consequence. For every secret uncovered, a price to be paid. In our pursuit of the unknown, let us not lose sight of what makes us human. 
for the cost, maybe more than we are willing to bear. What do you want, Harrington? I'm busy. Sir, I must discuss our findings with the Titan. The analysis shows that... I've read the report. You've found something potentially useful. Excellent. What's the problem? The problem, sir, is the risk. The entity is ancient, powerful, and completely unknown. And if we awaken it, if we make a mistake, the consequences could be... World-ending. Catastrophic. Apocalyptic. Spare me the hyperbole, Doctor. There's always something trying to end the world. We need weapons. We need power. This is how we fight back. With all due respect, sir, we don't fully understand what this creature is or what it is capable of. We don't want to be the ones to cause- Cause what? Our own destruction? Better us than them! You were hired to do a job, Harrington. To find ways to protect and empower this organization. If you can't do that, I'll find someone who can. Sir, I... And we'll find a suitable replacement position for you. You know our policy on loose ends? Yes, sir. Good. Now get back to work. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.